0: We'll
1: love that! Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL
0: match at Palma Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858 Hello and welcome to episode 436 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm the bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew AndrewRLP. Join me as always is a glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How are you going there, mate? I'm going well, Andrew. It's been a while since
1: we've done a podcast. Um yeah. this is our weekly preview of, and this is the final round of the NRL regular season. So there's some interesting matchups here. And we're doing it all thanks to Palmabet.com, our wonderful sponsors this season. Uh you go to palmabet.com and Start an account with them, they've got really, really good betting odds. they're very good people. they've been great with us this year, and uh we'll be obviously taking the Palmer bet um odds right through to the grand final and remember always gamble responsibly,
0: most importantly yeah, 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 um yeah, as far as our episodes this week, mate, I feel like you're trying to uh trying to get something back out of me after all those episodes I've missed. In the last twelve months. Look, this is this
1: is the torture that you deserve.
0: You're flogging um, the horse, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, someone's got to flog that horse, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're do we're having an old-fashioned Fergón Freak Week where we're doing so many episodes. It's great. We're
0: just spamming your ears. Yeah, yeah. So
1: um, let's get into it, shall we? Okay. Well, on Thursday evening we see, uh, the paramatic eels. Hosting the Melbourne Storm. Now, you've got to keep in mind, some of these teams are resting players. Some of these teams will go into the game and then decide to rest players. It's all going to be a little bit up in the air. Some teams have to win their games so they can't rest players. So if the odds sound a bit funny for some games, that's all it is. So Mm -hmm. the Parramatta Eels hosting the Melbourne Storm. Palmerbet.com has the head-to-head with the Parramatta Eels at $2, while the Melbourne Storm are at $1.80. The Melbourne Storm have a a one-and-a-half point handicap. Well, with the one-and-a-half-point head start, and they're at $1.90, I should say. With one and a one-and-a-half-point head start, the Parramatta Eels are also at $1.90. Um, I don't know who I'm going to
0: choose for this one. I'm... Would you like me to throw some numbers at you? Yeah, give me some numbers. See if we can sway you. Okay. Um, Parramatta have won their last three games against the Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, They've never beaten the Storm in four straight games before, though. Okay. Melbourne have lost to Parramatta both times they've been played at the uh, the the Eels' new home ground, Combank mm-hmm. Stadium, mm-hmm. and Parramatta have won all three games that they've played this year against top four teams. Two of them against Penrith and one against the Storm.
1: I'm, this is for a place in
0: the top four. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Oh, with results falling certain way. Let's 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 double check that. I'm pretty sure it's for a place in the top
1: four, though, and I think that's why um, the storm haven't. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, ever rested anyone? Yeah, it will be. It will be. Okay, so that's why the storm haven't rested anyone. They are both on 32 competition points. Yes, whoever wins this gets that fourth place at the
0: very least. That's right. <laughs> uh, which is basically a second chance, whereas the loser gets a home final.
1: I think that the storm will probably win. I have to tip the Parramatta Eels because I'm trying to beat Julie in the tipping competition, and she's tipping the Storm. I can't lose to her. So I'm going to have to tip the Eels, but I think the Storm will win this one because they tend to win games that they have to win. Outside of the finals, yes. Well, yeah, but then the finals are a bit of a different beast. They are. It's Um, not often the Melbourne Storm let you down, even in the finals.
0: I say this too. Melbourne will want to win because if they lose this and the, the latter stays as it is, mm-hmm. they would be playing Canberra, I believe, in the first week of the finals at Amy Park. And Canberra are the second most successful team at Amy Park, and I believe they've won they've won their last four straight games there. Wow, wouldn't that make a matchup? Yeah. So just to let you know, the top two most successful teams at Amy Park: mm-hmm. Melbourne, 108 wins; mm-hmm. Canberra, seven wins. Okay, who's third? Oh, mainly, I think, with three wins and a draw. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's interesting.
0: Um, From memory, Penrith, Penrith got half as many wins at Amy Park as the West Tigers do. <laughs> well, they have one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Um, so, your tip, who are you tipping in this one? I'm going to go with Melbourne on this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to tip against them when there's so much on the line, huh?
0: That's right. Uh, and, yeah, I think I think it's just uh, it's a game that Melbourne will want to win to get into um, get into finals mode, so to speak. Is this the first proper must-win game test for the Eels? Do you reckon? Uh, well, they've they've been on a pretty strong run. I think when you look back, their last ten games, um, they've not done too badly. There's been a few a few dodgy sort of results in there, but um, they put out the big wins when they've needed to. That's the but, important thing. But um, this, is like, this is like almost a finals game in itself. This yeah. is
1: like playing for a pretty big, like this is playing for a second chance in the
0: finals. That's right. Um, so, so it's a bit different, this one. So in the last few weeks they've had, uh, let's see, round 15, they beat the Roosters, then they lost to South by 18. They beat the Tigers and the Warriors, as they should have done. They lost to the Broncos, and that was pretty much the end of the Broncos' hot form that they were in. Mm-hmm. They beat Penrith um, pretty comfortably. Penrith, mm-hmm. they were missing a few players from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Manly, which happened to be the trigger for Manley's very, very disastrous down for, downward turn in form. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be honest, they got destroyed by South 26-0. And then the last two weeks... Belted Canterbury 42 6 and then destroyed the Broncos 53 6. I mean, if you, when you're coming into the finals and you're coming across teams that look vulnerable and you're a top team, winning is not your priority. Fucking destroying them is your priority because you need to prove yeah. that you deserve to be in the finals and that's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They've, they've been making that point. Their defense has started to pick up those last two weeks um, and their attackers started to click again. So, they actually are in some decent form. But it,
1: and so you, why
0: are we sitting here going... Uh... Because the, the the Storm come off a loss last week. Yes. And they're not a team that likes to be outside the top four in the finals. And with that on the line, I just feel that they're going to come out and go, right, that's it. We're going to put the screws down. We've let Parramatta walk over us too much. It's time to let them know that we're fucking better than them. And that's what they'll do. They'll come out and I'll just put the screws on them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get that feeling too. And I I think that this might be – this is the start of how good are you really, Parramatta? Like yeah. Regular season, well, yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it all before. We need to see it when it really matters. And now it's it matters all of a sudden. So, that's right. Yeah, so let's see how they go. now first game, Friday night. The Canterbury Bankstown Berries take on the Manly Warringah Northern Sea Eagles. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs are on Palmerbet.com in the head-to-head are favourites at $1.50, while the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles are at $2.60. The Manly Warringah Sea Eagles have a six-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, while Canterbury Bulldogs have a six-and-a-half-point handicap also at $1.90. Um... If you had told people these were the betting odds in about round six, no one would believe you. No. And if anybody doubted that there's a North Sydney jersey buried under the northern stand at Brookvale Oval and cursed the Manly Seagulls, just look at their season. Exactly. They lost Trebojevic for the season. They were in the finals looking good and then it all fell apart They did the pride jersey thing, and they're just gone. They are dead as a football team right now.
0: Right, well, Manly have conceded 40 points or more in each of their last three consecutive games, which is just the second time in their entire history that they've done that. The other time saw them do it across five straight games in the tail end of 2003. Hmm. Furthermore, their first 12 games where they conceded 40-plus points in a game, was spread over 50 years. Whoa. Their last 12 have been happening, have happened since around 7, 2020. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> um, and as head to head, the Bulldogs need 15 points to bring up 2,000 scored against Manly and Manly need 54 points to bring up 2,500 in games scored solely against the Bulldogs. Wow. How about that? Some milestones that could be there. That's right. Um, the moment, Manly's defence is the worst thing in the NRL right now. Mm-hmm. I would, I would back the Tigers' defence over Manly's at the moment. That's how atrocious Manly's defence is. Oh wow! And well, this, I mean, look at it. They've only they've conceded forty nine points less than the Tigers. Yeah, is that, is that right? Jesus Christ, that is right. I thought I saw that wrong.
1: That's, that's insane. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Um, hard to. Not tip the Bulldogs in this one when yeah. you take all of that into consideration. Um, you know it'll be a good way to finish the Bulldogs' season with a good win over Manly. Uh, the Bulldogs have come good since they got rid of Trent Barrett. They haven't set the world on fire, but damn, they're a different club at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's you just have to tip the Bulldogs in this
0: one. You have to. Their, their attack was looking really good for about two months there, but it's really fallen away the last. Um, two weeks when they've been up against um, in-form top eight sides like Paramount and Cronulla. They've yeah. only scored one converted try in the last two weeks. Yeah, and you'd um, expect
1: that. You'd expect yeah.
0: that. Um, but they've had four losses in a row, so I dare say that Mick Potter will be wanting them to finish on a high, mm-hmm. give that win, and they'll be, they'll have 12th locks down, which is a pretty good result considering where they were looking at the start of the year. Yeah, it, like
1: look at if Potter had been in from the beginning, um, they might have been pushing – for a final spot. Um the bit Barrett just had them just on the back foot. You know. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Now the Friday night game sees the Sydney City Roosters taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs loud and proud since two thousand and two. <laughs> the Sydney City Roosters in the head to head on com are at $1.80, while the South Sydney Rabbitohs are outsiders at $2. The South Sydney Rabbitohs have a one-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, while with the one-and-a-half-point handicap, the Sydney City Roosters are also at $1.90. I think I am
0: tipping the Rabbitohs in this one. Yeah, it's, this is going to be tight. I'm going Roosters by no more than a converted try. I don't even think the margin will be that high. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, look, the interesting thing here, okay, the Roosters are back three, and I know Tupu is not playing, but Tupou, Suwali and Tedesco have scored 42 of their 108 tries this year, and 70 of those are in the last seven games. And a lot of people will go, well, that's where their attack's going to be. But it's actually coming just inside them with Nat Butcher and Angus Crichton, who have both been in the second row. They've scored 11 tries between them, just those two. So six, just six tries less, but they've got one less player there in that same period. And it comes down to Kiri's being re, uh, returned to the side because he likes running – he likes having those um, runners off his hip, off his close hip, to the yeah. line. Mm. And so the Roosters attack has gone from targeting the corners and you've got two good targets and probably two of the best leapers in the game out there in the wings in Tupac and Soali. Mm-hmm. He's now running that channel in the middle there. But those two guys are also smart enough to know how to get the ball outside them as well. So now they're, instead of having either just the narrow corridor on the edge of the ruck or the absolute wing corridor, they've now got the entire area outside the middle of the field as they're attacking corridors, which yeah. is fucking insane. Mm. Um, for the bunnies though, it's kind of similar. Latron Mitchell, since he's come back, South have been insane, and he's scored 94 points in, his, in 10 games since he's come back, or nine games since he's come back. Yeah, so he's scored 10 points a game since he's returned. At the same time, Alex Johnson has bagged 14 tries in those, in those nine games. Mm-hmm. Luttrell is obviously running to Johnson's wing, where you can either kick to him over there if he needs to, you can pass to him, you can turn him inside, does whatever he likes. Those two are racking up at least 14 points a game. Over the last 9, nine, ten weeks. That's insane. Okay. And so that's already an issue straight away. It's almost like automatic, bam, there's 40 points on the board. Yeah. That's what you've got to compete with. And that's insane that they're doing that. And as we've said, Latrell is cruising. Yeah, it's not like you're watching
1: him and, you, and you're like, he's, he's just killing himself out there. It, it's... It's kind of weird. See, it's Greg Inglis like. Greg Inglis yeah, is really man. one of the he only looks like he's players who on do that. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing is too, it, like with Latrell, if he decides that he wants to win the game and that's it, the game is won, which is really super scary. I think for everyone. Mm. So that's why I'm tipping the bunnies. I, I think the Roosters are overrated. Um, they're also missing Radley. I think they're missing Radley this week with their head knock. Yeah. Um, saw some really concerning, like, quotes from people around him about his head knocks. It, I, I, you know, they're obviously taking it very seriously, and it wasn't the club. It wasn't the club. It was people around him. Um, yeah. I, and it just, I don't know. I, he's a smaller dude for a forward. He plays pretty tough, but. It doesn't matter if you're playing tough if you're getting knocked out every week. No. So, um, well, and I also believe are they
0: missing Jared Wary Hargraves for this game? Uh, possibly. I, think,
1: I feel like they're missing one of their
0: key um boys. two two pose out with a groin injury, and Lindsay Collins got suspended. Oh, it was Lindsay Collins. It was yeah. Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Um,
1: so that worries me a little bit, and yeah, so I'm I'm leaning towards the Rabbitohs
0: for this one. Um, thing too for South. because they haven't been on this huge winning streak, but I think if you look at their form line since round 16, Mm -hmm. they're not exactly in poor form. So they beat Parramatta 30-12. They beat the Knights by 12. They beat Canterbury by eight. They beat Melbourne by 12. They lost to the Sharks by one. Beat the Warriors by 38. They beat Parramatta by 26, kept them scoreless. Lost to Penrith by four and then beat the Cowboys by 10. The two losses have been against top three to, or the top two teams in the comp at the moment. Yeah. One by one point, the other by four points.
1: Yeah, and, and the only I think the only really super disappointing one there was the Panthers one, just because the Panthers were without their halves, their their starting halves. Um, all the other ones were I mean, even that loss to the Sharks, you know, it's it's a close game against the second best team. Yeah. So yeah, they're the they're the one I think most
0: Teams would be scared about in the finals just being able to roll through everyone. Yeah, and they are very, very capable of that. Mm-hmm. Um and so they could actually move into fifth place with a win. If <sighs> Parramatta loses, yeah. And South win, South will jump up to fifth. Which means a home final for them. And Parramatta is then down to sixth. So it's there's still some reshuffling that's going to go on in the in the finals up. It's not the top eight isn't really settled at this stage. It can still move around a fair whack. Yeah, I
1: I think that um Parramatta really kind of need that. Like if they make the top four, they make the top four. Yeah, but Parramatta could really if they don't make the top four, they
0: really could use that home field advantage because that's a big one for them. That's all right. Um so. I mean this, at this stage if they lose they they are actually gonna drop down because it's the roosters and Stouts below them are only one win behind, but their points difference for both those clubs is better than Parramatta. So puts more pressure on Parramatta. If they lose, they will be down to six. That's crazy, hey. Yeah. Damn the ladder's cool sometimes like that. <laughs> um yeah, who have we got next to you?
1: So the the first game on Saturday sees the New Zealand Warriors at home to the Gold Coast Titans. On Palmabet.com, the New Zealand Warriors are favourites at $1.54. I've got a stat that'll tell you why. Okay. The Gold Coast Titans are at $2.50. The Gold Coast Titans on com have a five-and-a-half point head start. You'll get $1.90 for that. And with five and a five-and-a-half point handicap, the New Zealand Warriors are also at $1.90. I'm guessing you're about to hit me with some ridiculous one-sided stat because the Warriors are putrid, and I know that the – Titans are putrid, but I would have gone with just the
0: talent edge that the Titans have here. So what's the stat? There's two of them. The Titans have lost all of their last 14 away games by an average margin of 14 points. And the Titans have had just one win in New Zealand in the last decade, and that was in 2015. No way. They're pretty significant. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, Titans are just hopeless away from... and That's not... That's not um like just games away from Rabina. That's just games away from whatever their designated home ground is. Damn. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty poor run of form. Are the Warriors favorites? Do they deserve to be favorites? No. No. They are right now the worst defensive team in the comp comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by like 40 points or so. Mm-hmm. And they've considered 50 points more than the West Tigers who were last. They're, they're horrid. So I'm not backing the Warriors in this one. I will go to the Titans. It's going to be probably as hard to watch as the Tigers-Dragons game last week. <laughs> I am going to say I think the Titans will win this
1: game, right? And I Tino might win it on his
0: own. Um, Brimson's been in great form too, as has Campbell. Brimson is a real tryer. Like, no matter what happens, he keeps busting his gut. Um, I really like that about him. And Campbell's just, mate, he's just got so much natural raw talent, that kid. Did you see him hold up uh, – oh, I can't
1: remember who it was. but it, And he didn't quite help hold them up for a try last week. They they finally got there. But just the fact that he oh, – I wish I could remember who it was. Damn. But it was a big dude, and he, he almost held them up, and he had no – right to even get close to doing it. Um, he's just so strong for such that, a slight dude. Was that safety? So uh yeah, I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Yes. Cause he ended up scoring. Um and it just like, I mean, how much does he give away in size to him? Like, oh, it could be forty-five kilos <laughs> or something. Like <laughs> it's fair work. Yeah. It's um, fair work. So and he almost held him up. He he got he managed to turn his whole body around. So, uh, yeah, but I I would say that I think the Titans will win, but I'm going to tip the New Zealand Warriors just because I've got to make up some some ground. And if all the stats point that way, I'm going to go with the stats. All righty. <laughs> now, the second game on Saturday evening sees the St. George Illawarra Steelers take on the Brisbane Broncos. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the Steelers, are the Steelers actually at home or are they at Fogra? It's at Cogra. Uh, okay, so the Steelers playing at Cogra. Yeah, this game is going gonna, is gonna to be a hard suck. That's what she said. Um, on palmabit.com, the St. George Illawarra Steelers are outsiders at $2.35, while the Brisbane Broncos are favourites at $1.60. The Brisbane Broncos have a three and a half point handicap, that's at $1.90, while the St. George Illawarra Steelers have a three and a half point start. That's also at $1.90. I've got to go with the Broncos in this one because the Dragons, they suck. They suck really badly. Ben Hunt's the only player that is doing anything. They didn't want to play one whole half of football last week, and they managed to drag themselves back into the contest, even at allowing for that. But I don't think the Broncos will allow them to not play one half of football.
0: All right, quick trivia question. Okay. Out of all the people who have been involved in this game, Dragons and Broncos, only one of them played the last time the Broncos had a win at Cogger Oval. One of them played. Yeah. So... Um, let Let me see. So, of the people involved in this game... Involved. Not specifically a player. I know that's what got me. You're not gonna mm. get me with your word games here, Andrew McLean right. Ferguson. Only one of the people is involved it? in this game okay. was involved in okay. the last Broncos oh, win at Cogra Oval.
1: Is it Dean Young?
0: No. Who was it? Kevin Walters. No fucking way. The last Broncos win at Cogra Oval was in nineteen ninety eight. They've lost all four all four games there since. That's crazy. Also, mm-hmm. there's been 32 scores of 50 or more racked up in the entire NRL since 2019. Mm-hmm. Most of them have been against the Broncos. They've had seven put on them in that time. Wow. Well, that's when they had Super Coach Seabold a lot of that, hey? Uh, some of them were last year as well, yeah. and obviously this year now too. But last
1: um, year was definitely still a hangover from Seabold's defensive
0: the um, well, last two weeks have been much better <laughs> Yeah, that's true That's true I think actually the last two weeks have been their worst defensive fortnight in their history Because they've conceded 113 points in two games Yeah, it's been really bad for them Um, And
1: did you see that Walters gave a massive spray to the team And then reports started coming out in the media that some of the players weren't happy with it And every <sighs> single last former Bronco said these fucking players need to shut their
0: mouths, which yeah. I thought was awesome. Exactly right. You mm-hmm. don't like it? Don't get fucking 60 points put on you one week and then follow up with 50 points put on you the next.
1: Exactly, exactly. What Kevin Walters is doing at the Broncos is still outstanding to me. I, yeah. just, I love watching it. He's doing his best. The he's... fact he's
0: got them that close to mm-hmm. a finals berth, mm-hmm. given where they came from, mm-hmm. nothing short of miraculous. Like having a turn around
1: as lazy defence as you will ever see, having a turn around a culture so quickly, and as you say, so close to making the finals. And the the players have really let down Walters in these last couple of weeks because they should have made the finals.
0: Yeah. They should have been in the finals. Now they're in a position where they, if they're going to make the finals, they need to – well, they've got to make up 44 points difference between them and the Raiders. And as we'll find out, that that task gets bigger given who the Raiders are playing this week. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they've got to make up 44 points difference, plus whatever margin the the Raiders, you know, could win by. Mm. And fucking good luck. Which could be, I mean, they could have to score 100 points. <laughs> yeah, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> no. Okay, so who are you tipping in that one, by the way? Um, I'm going Dragons in that one. I think they'll probably... I reckon they might win by fourteen. Oh, that's an interesting one. Why dragons? Um, you know what? I've not seen them. I've not seen them being too horrendous, as in not Brisbane Broncos style horrendous in the last few weeks. Um, they've come kind of up against some good teams that have have touched them up a little bit, but defensively they look a little bit. I'm not talking by much, but they look a little bit more intelligent than the Broncos do. Okay. Broca's defense right now is, I mean, they're already in fucking barley that defensive line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They've I clocked
1: agree. out. The, the club is already lining up to pay off somebody, a local barley resident.
0: Yeah, it's, half of them run the jewel of the Nile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday
1: night, it's a blockbuster. This is this is actually a really really interesting game that I don't know that we've ever seen a game like this before. The North Queensland Cowboys are favourites over the defending NRL and world champion Penrith Panthers. The North Queensland Cowboys on Palmerbet.com in the head-to-head are at $1.10 versus the Panthers, who are at $6.75. The Panthers have a 19.5-point head start at $1.95, which, I don't know, Well, that, that interests me a little bit whereas the North Queensland Cowboys with the 19.5-point handicap are at $1.85, so there's been some some money coming in there. Now, the scenario here is the North Queensland Cowboys have to win to Mm -hmm. get back into second spot. Yes, especially if Cronulla loses. Yes, they have to win big, and the Panthers are resting basically their entire first-grade team. So this is going to be the Panthers' reserve-grade team running out.
0: Yeah, now, um, as Fox Sports told us yesterday on Twitter, um, Taylor Mac and James Fish Harris, they're going to get rested before making their debut. Now, without Mac and Fish (laughs) Harris, we're
1: no hope. Okay, You can't lose Mac. They're out. Mac especially. Mac is the big one. I've been waiting all year for Mac to play. Oh, you know what his, his nickname is? Truck. Nah, big. Um, <laughs> that jokes aside, we uh, I don't think we've ever seen a game where one team is fielding basically almost the entire reserve grade team against an NRL quality side who is actually going to go out there and try and win and win big. So it's going to be...
0: Yeah, this is like every West
1: Tigers game. What are
0: you on about? <laughs> well... No. Um, I've I've got a um I've got a number for you for this one. Okay, give me a, a, t- a target for the Cowboys. Okay, by kickoff it will have been one million twenty nine thousand four hundred ninety minutes since the Cowboys last scored a point against the Panthers.
1: No way.
0: Round 19, 2020. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've done the fucking research. That dude, that's insane. Um,
1: wow,
0: wow. I went looking at timestamps and everything. Time timestamps. Wow. That's that's why you're employed here, Andrew. That's why I'm here. I've earned
1: my coin right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just here for all of the crude jokes. Um, Aren't we all?
0: <laughs>
1: that's what she said. Um, yeah, look, I don't know how much the Cowboys are going to win by. I could see where maybe... The nineteen and a half point head start is something you could look at as a real outside sort of bet, but the problem is the Panthers are going to find it hard to score. Um, this this could be a gigantic score line. This could if you if you said that the Cowboys are going to score eighty plus points, I wouldn't be super shocked because it is literally a first grade team that is in the top three that has, has to have a big win
0: versus a reserve-grade team? I don't think it's going to be that lopsided. Okay. I think what you'll find is the Cowboys will try and get to a two or 3 try tri-converted lead if things are going their way. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just have Bench and everyone that's a name player. Tormel, i lot of them. I'll just put them all on the bench for the, as, much, as long as possible so they don't get hurt. And so you'll just see the last... Could be the last half hour of the game. It's just two teams doing a, a post training drill. Okay. It, it could have. The, it has the potential to turn into a very mundane affair. But the first half is where this game is going to be won and lost. I don't think it's going to be a massive blowout. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's going to be one of those games where the Cowboys win like forty to twenty six or something like that. I know it sounds big, but it's only a it's only a fourteen point win. But, yeah. I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be that dramatic, but it, it's going to be something where both teams are going to get a few tries on the board, but I think the Cowboys should win by at least two converted tries. I th- i think that uh, if it was
1: most other clubs, you would say th- their reserve grade team is going to get annihilated no matter what, mm. even if the other team decides to rest their players halfway through the second half. But – you know, Penrith depth depth we've seen really shines, and I could see where they're just they're a bit of a nuisance, you know. Um, it's, but it's going to be really cool to see what happens. I'm really looking forward to this game, um, just to see what it looks like when a reserve grade team plays first grade team. But I, it, it's hard to not tip the Cowboys. You've got to tip the Cowboys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now Sunday afternoon we see what is left of the Newcastle Knights. <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad, really. It's like the memory of the Newcastle Knights. Um, taking on, they host the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. The Newcastle Knights are outsiders on parmabet.com at $5.50, while the Cronulla Sharks are at $1.15. The Cronulla Sharks have an 18.5-point handicap at $1.90, while with the 18.5-point head start, the Newcastle, Newcastle Knights are also at $1.90. I think that the it's going to be you know, some, something similar to what you said with the Cowboys here in terms of the Sharks will make sure they've got the the money, the game in the bag, and then they'll start resting key players in the second half, if not sooner, because um, the Knights are hopeless. It's really sad what's happened in Newcastle.
0: I expect the Sharks to run up a big lead in the first half and then just start benching guys. Mm-hmm. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if they they get to mid thirties or forty points in this one. The Knights' defense is it's just a mess. Mm. Their attack is they're just doing you know a few training drills and and you know things like kicking to the corner. Just put a kick up and see what happens. Hope the ball bounces the right way or something. There's not a huge amount of shape or structure to it at the moment. They've and it hasn't been for a few weeks. It's it's just ordinary to watch. Yeah, it's crap. It's absolute um, crap football. The um, sharks are last week. I know it wasn't a great game, um, but you can see the sharks are trying something different. So instead of constantly going to their edge runners who run really good in you know lines infield, so Wade Graham, Talakai, um, Nakora, all brilliant running back in against the grain um, and isolating the the weak shoulder of the defender. They stopped doing a lot of that. Um, and they started in this thing where they just got, them, got those runners to just run straight up. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole idea, I think there's another one where Moylan went to the right side early in the game. And he passed early, kind of like just trying to read what the defense was going to do. Mm-hmm. And the, the defense rushed up really fast on him. So the next time they went down then he went that way, he held the ball up for ages and just watch the defense run past him. They just threw a pass between the defenders out to the unmarked winger, and they scored easy. Trying to went. That's what the sharks are getting good at mm-hmm. is they're not going down there thinking we need to score every play. They're playing with patience really well at the moment. Mm-hmm. So they'll go down. They'll throw a few different things at, at what a team's defensive does. Just learn what they'll do, and then they'll try and construct a play around it to try and get through it afterwards. And it's been remarkable watching them play. Um a more patient, intelligent type of game plan like that is very unique sort of structure about what they're doing. Um, so I think, and the one thing I, I pretty sure I said that they were going to focus on last week was not so much scoring a big win, but trying to not have any points conceded. And that's what they went out and did. I think they'll be trying to do the same thing here, no matter who's on the field, right? We need to keep the nights to under 10. Yeah. That'll be their goal. Yeah. Um, because the defence has been working pretty well of late. I think they'll be wanting to keep that going. If Knights get to more than 16, they're not going to be happy, even if they win. Yeah, and look, I'd, I'd be shocked if the Knights got 16. Oh, likewise. <laughs> it's, they're just so, so, so bad. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: The last game, speaking of so, so bad, <laughs> the last game of the 2022 regular season sees the West Tigers hosting the Canberra Raiders, The Raiders have it all to play for in this game. Now, the West Tigers on palmabet.com are outsiders at $3.50, whereas the Canberra Raiders are only at $1.31. The Canberra Raiders have an 11.5-point handicap at $1.90, whereas the West Tigers have an 11.5-point head start also at $1.90. I could see the Canberra Raiders having to declare in this game. I think the Raiders are going to
0: absolutely, like, puree the West Tigers. Again. Yeah. Um here's, here's the situation for the Tigers. They've never had a wooden spoon before. Yes. If they want to avoid this wooden spoon, they need, A, the Warriors to beat the Titans mm-hmm. by at least 30 points. Mm-hmm. If we keep that All right. Achievable then the Tigers need to beat Canberra, <laughs> hang on, <laughs> by by at least 40 points. Oh, my God. They've got a 72-point margin of difference between themselves and the Tigers that they need to clear up. So yeah, yeah. it's 36 points either way. If, if the Titans lose by 36 and the Tigers win by 36, the Tigers move up to 15th by one solitary point on the points difference. Yes. Now the the Lux. Raiders
1: are on the same amount of competition points as the Broncos.
0: Yes. Right.
1: And that means that if the Broncos win against the Dragons, yeah. the Raiders have to win to be uh, to be in the top eight, to be eighth place. That's correct. Uh the Raiders can't move up into sixth place at all. They just can't do it. They're falling against us too bad. That's right, yeah
0: but although, <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, well they Wait, only have to make up what what is it 120, 123 points three points yeah so there's 160 minutes in a game <laughs> well you know what i guess if the if the <laughs> raptors got flogged right absolutely flogged for some reason then you would have to, have to say the Raiders are in with a chance. If the Raiders had to score 70 points to nil,
0: I wouldn't say they <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> no. Um, I think the Tigers, are, I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. and bear with me here, I think the Tigers played their grand final last week.
1: Yeah. Well, it, keep in mind, this is James Tamo's farewell match,
0: which, which he apparently earned for some reason. Yeah. Does that mean that we all get to tell him that he's fucking incompetent at the end of the game as well? <laughs> I'll
1: always remember his time at the West Tigers. I'll try to forget it, but I'll always remember
0: it. It'll be in the backlog with all the other great forwards <laughs> that the Tigers have had. <laughs>
1: Who would that be like? Uh,
0: it's a uh, long list. Yeah. Look, I don't I don't have the time to go through all the great no, forwards. No. Maybe we can do an episode about that. Um, yeah, but, maybe. But, yeah, this... Do you, want some, do you want some numbers for this one? Yeah, hit me
1: with some numbers because all I think of is it. this is going to be like a poke machine going off this game, you know? Yeah, the numbers don't help. This will be like um, get, when you get the three Indians or you get the three pyramids or more chilies, you know? It's just going to no, be this- amazing.
0: This is four pyramids when you're already on the free spins.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the free goes again. This is when all of a sudden something goes off and you've got to pick a card all of a sudden.
0: (laughs) it's, It's going to be so good. The last time the Tigers had a home win against Canberra was in round 16, 2014. Wow. Since then, against the Raiders, they've had two wins from 12 games, conceding an average of 32 points per game and scoring less than 12 per game. Now... The only thing that works for them is that Canberra have won their last two games at Leichhardt. However, they have never, ever won three consecutive games at Leichhardt Oval. Oh, there you go. This could be the last game we see at Lycard Oval. <sighs> I don't know what am talking about?
1: Um, They'll at least get it to 100 years. So they've still got 12 years to go. Ah, fingers crossed they get there. I mean, the club, the West Tigers in general. <laughs> Leichhardt, uh,
0: <laughs> will Leichhardt will be fine. will be fine.
1: Yeah, this is lit- this is one of those matchups in the NRL that really is like a historically bad matchup for one club. Um yeah, look, I am tipping the Raiders to win by fifty
0: six. Well the Raiders are currently are the only team in the top nine that have not scored at least five hundred points. Oh wow. They're thirty two points from the mark. That should be achieved by almost half-time. The over-under for this game on
1: Palmabet.com, the over is – the line is set at 49 and a half points. <laughs> so the over is $1.90. I just – I know we say gamble responsibly. <laughs> I hard to at that rate. Sell so kidneys. Part of, you can do without part of your liver. You can do oh with one lung. And on eyeball, you've got a spare. Just sell everything you've got and put it into
0: the over. Man,
1: but
0: gamble responsibly. The points difference for the Tigers over their last four games is minus ninety four. <laughs> 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 that's the that's the margin of loss combined in four fucking games. Damn, ninety four. It's so shit. And one of those games was a two point loss, and the other one was a four point loss. Wow. Oh, boy. Mm. Uh,
1: okay, so I've got to ask you a question. As a West Tigers fan, how do you go into a game like this? Do, like, do you just go into a game like this thinking, I'm not going to watch it? Do you go and think resigned to like anything less than a 70-point thrashing is just positive? Do you go into it just thinking, I don't care anymore? What do you, How See, do you approach it?
0: When it comes to the West Tigers and the last few rounds of the season, if there's anything, as in any reason, to put in a good performance, it might be because they're sitting ninth and they need to win one of their last three games against the three worst teams in the comp to make the finals. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to lose all three, and then they go do it. Mm-hmm. This year they also had another reason that was, avoid your first ever wooden spoon. They only just needed one win in their last four games, five games, and that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. But they just got worse and worse and worse, and you just knew. They're not going to do it. They're just going to lose all their games, and that's it. They're just going to be crap, and they're on their way there. Um, so, if the if the knights win somehow, and the tigers lose, the tigers will end up with the worst home ground record this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Which home Oaks ground? Was, all of them. The, well, <laughs> What do you mean by which home ground? Every home ground is, an away, is a home ground. The Tigers don't play away games. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> All I guess they know it is home dressing way, they rooms. They
1: still have the worst home ground record.
0: Yeah. Um, they've had two wins and nine losses at home this year. The only team that bad is the Knights. They've had the same. Difference being the Tigers' points difference at home is minus 89. The Knights is minus 183. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It's minus 100 points more. Yeah. Um, Canberra's away record is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, five wins and six losses. I say not great. They're in the top eight. It should be a bit better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah. And Tigers got something to play for. It could be mem- commemorating an absolute icon's fucking legacy. Um, anything like that. You know, there's a reason to put in a good performance. They don't. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like whenever there's an occasion, they're really bad. You can bank on them to lose. Yeah. And lose big time. Yeah. Um and they know they know how to lose big to Canberra. Mm. Um, let's let's just have a look at some of their more recent results against Canberra, shall we? Mm-hmm. Just to round out the, the episode. Um We'll we'll start at twenty sixteen, shall we? Mm-hmm. So these are the Raiders' wins, 60-6, to then 52-10, then 46-6, then 48-12. Then the Tigers had a win in 2018 by two points, 22-20. Then Canberra won the last four, twenty-twelve, fourteen-six, 14 14-6, and 30-12. to Scoring points for the Raiders against Tigers is so easy. Mm. So, so easy.
1: I also think that there's something about this being the last game of the season, right? And like literally the Tigers will know everyone's watching and the Raiders will know everyone's watching and the Raiders could very well have, like it's a like win, you're in, lose, you're out. And there's just a lot of things lining up where this could be like a, a public sacrifice that we're all watching, you know, where this game is like, even you could see where, like, even NRL players start texting each other saying, you're watching a fucking Tigers game, dude. you got to get it on some t- on the TV. This is crazy. <laughs> um, that sort of game. Yeah. Like, if I said to you the Tigers had two players sent off and lost by 78 points. Not surprised. Yeah, yeah, it, it, we could see something like that.
0: Um, yeah, I'm just looking here at the Tigers um, last round. Mm-hmm. So last year they lost 38 0 to the Bulldogs in the last round. In, what was it in 2020? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, where is it here? Oh, yeah, they lost to Parramatta 28 24. Mm hmm. Um, in 2019, they lost to Cronulla, 25 to eight, when they actually had a shot at making the finals. Was that the game where Robbie Farah was drinking on the on the um, scoreboard? No, no, that was that was the game when Farah, I think, came out to play with a pretty nasty leg injury, and Gallen kicked a field goal. <laughs> yeah, didn't need to. It was a disrespectful field goal.
1: Well, Paul Gallen just has something extra in him as a player and as an athlete, I don't know what it is, and, but it's uh, just some
0: sort of extra. I don't know, <laughs> something special. And in 2018, in the last round of the year, the Tigers lost to South 51 to 10. And that was a massive capitulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Tigers might have been close to a finals berth that year as well. Well, I guess they,
1: for a long time they were always close to a finals berth, weren't
0: they? Oh, they, finished, they finished ninth that year. It's shocking. 2018 ninth. Oh, they weren't close to Fonsworth. They was they were three wins clear of the eight. Ah. Oh. And they finished clearly ninth. But there you go. Um, Tigers and last round losses. No one does it better. Yeah, they're
1: they they're pretty good at that. So that is the regular season that we will be wrapping up. Now we've got a couple of emails. Shall we get into them? We should. Now our first one is from Neil. Um, and he, the subject is New Rugby League Cities. And he, Neil's from England, so there's going to be some English sayings that I, I use here, so just be ready for that. He says, All right, lads. I love the pod, you mentalists. The only way I see league properly expanding over in England, he says here, but he means in England, is if the teams become part of the local football club and played their games at the same stadium. Like the Newcastle Thunder joining Newcastle's soccer team. Um, look at Lass's footy. It's absolutely shite, but the crowds can be massive. He's talking about women's soccer. Yep. The, the crowds can be huge for those, huh? Hey? Barcelona have women kicking a ball around with over 90,000 at new Camp. And basketball is massive in Spain, too. I really can't see putting a brand new team in, say, Broom. It what's Broom?
0: Wasn't that a little kid show with a little car that taught? It's got to, it's, that
1: must be uh it's gotta be English slang for somewhere in England. Broom.
0: Broom. How's not spell B- it spelled it?
1: B R U M. not oh. Birmingham he's talking about, is it?
0: It's not Caston, is it? Caston Caston, <laughs> Broom. <laughs> uh But I basically just rolled out two dad jokes in a row there. He did. You I'm going to have to walk away. To yeah.
1: Anyway, he says, I, I really can't see putting a brand new team in, say, Broome, Edinburgh, Cardiff, or whatever, working at all. Towns that have had clubs for uh, for 100 years struggle to get fans in. He makes a good point there. I see most NRL matches online, and there are swathes of empty seats, and it's a mega sport in Australia. But I really hope IMG can come up with the answers. Cheers, Neil. So that's a really – he makes some really, really good points there. Well, look, they will come up with the answers because we gave it to them. (laughs) He makes some really good points there. I just – I don't know. I think that – I don't know if they're linking up. the, The problem is I don't know that the soccer teams in England have that drive to link up with other sports
0: and oh, it would work because the, the reason why it would work mm-hmm. is they're not going to see rugby league and as a threat to what they do and uh. nor should they, it's not the two very wildly different games. um, But yeah, they would, it could definitely work. There's no doubt about it. Oh, it could um, work. I just don't, I th- I think if you went to the
1: soccer clubs and said like, what if you did this link-up with this team and stuff? I think they'd just say, why? What do we get out well, of
0: it? We had it with
1: um, Manchester City did it with the Melbourne Storm down here. Yeah, but that was ownership's um, kind of cross-ownership thing.
0: It wasn't so much yeah, uh, That's a, the sort of thing, thing that they should be looking at in England. Cross-ownership. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, just, I don't know. I I part of me just thinks that the the soccer teams won't be interested. I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong.
0: Hey, if I'd they, can, be if totally they can take a financially a financial ruin of a club like the Melbourne Storm, because they were right, they were not making huge coin. Um, there's talk that when when Fox Sports got rid of the Storm, they were costing them like four million dollars a year or something. Yeah, but I always.
1: You know, there's a couple of things that come out of that. First of all, Fox Sports itself was underfunding the game. So there was that. True. And, and so when Fox Sports, when we had the independent commission and we actually got real, um, a real broadcasting deal, then basically no club was underfunded. Like no club could honestly say, well, we're underfunded. It's like, no, you're funded correctly
0: from now on. Every club is. I know, but um, it's more, more the point that nearly every single NRL club has a lease club to help complement their the football team's finances. Mm-hmm. The Storm don't have that. Yeah, so they were relying on Fox Sports to or not Fox Sports, just Fox to tow up, you know, tally up the rest of the bill at the end of the year and pay that for them. That's pretty much how it was working, as far as I'm, as far as I can tell. Mm. And that bill was several million dollars every year. Mm. Um. Whereas I would I would not imagine that a Super League team, especially if you can get the Super League competition condensed into less weeks so that you don't need to have as many players being paid mm-hmm. and you don't have as many ground costs because you're not playing games as often, um, if you can find a way to reduce the, the cost per club um, for Super League and even the competitions below it, they wouldn't cost that much to run compared to an NRL club. And a, no. uh, a Premier League team, even even a second division one would probably look at them and just go, yeah, like your club's worth about the same as our most expensive player.
1: Yeah, look, and I also, I also think one of the things that I would look at is that I know that Premier League teams have a lot of money involved with them, but it, having a lot of money from broadcasting deals doesn't necessarily mean – you're very good at running a club,
0: so it like it doesn't. Exactly. It's about just financial security for the clubs. Yeah, That's it. and the... then the money that the the Super League clubs are getting from Super League could be purely for player payments. And once you've got player salaries, like absolutely rock solid, players are going to get paid. You start to build a bit of interest in the game again because players will go. They'll play it, they'll stay within it, they'll come to it knowing that they are definitely going to get paid. Whereas one of the issues now, I feel, is a lot of players are apprehensive about joining a team, the not St Helens, Wigan, Leeds, um, Hull, Catalan to a lesser extent because they're not sure that they're going to get their money. That's true. And so there's that apprehension there. But if you can secure the players' salaries and you just have the the clubs, right, your job is, you need to make sure that you can run the rest of the club at n- not at a loss. If you ever need cash, then you go to the Premier League team and say, look, we just need a little bit of coin on top. You wouldn't actually be a burden on the on the Premier League team, but you'd be getting the promotion and the audience. They can promote it through that season. That's pretty much what you're going for there, to get them on that big stage and get the get the name spread around everywhere. But what That's does the Premier of League team get out of all of that? Who cares? But they do. Yeah, but they're not getting that much. They're not losing anything more often than not. Yeah, but what do they get? Like, there's no reason well, for they, they can do it. That's they can. They can get a bit of an audience in the north of England. They've, got, <laughs> they've already got that. Nah, they all play in London. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm I sure. Think... That, I'm sure they could negotiate something to go either way. It wouldn't be hard. But what? Like, like I oh, look. Yeah. I would love it to be the case, but. Just, I just some promotional thing or something like that. Maybe it, sharing sponsors.
1: It would be like Penrith Rugby Union Club going to the Panthers and saying, "Listen, hey, how about you fund us, right?" And yeah, and the Panthers would be like, "What? Why the fuck would we ever do that? Like, there's zero reason to.
0: Like, you're a bunch of park oh, footballers. Put it this way: maybe there could be some. Look, this is a hypothetical. Okay. There might be a few English Rugby League players that are not so very good at rugby league but could actually be good at soccer. We'll funnel them across to the team that's looking after us. We've done part of the work for you. Who would be the
1: weirdest rugby league player to see? It would be, it, it, like, can you imagine seeing Junior Paulo playing, playing soccer? Soccer, Yeah, just no one no one that plays soccer is the same, like, shape or size as him. It'd be
0: so weird. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I'd have loved uh, to have seen Willie Mason play soccer. Willie Mason, yeah. Um, he wouldn't try and run through, run around people with fancy footwork. He wouldn't even care if the ball's there. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And actually, I'd love to see Willie Mason just playing basketball. he just drive the lane, doesn't even care if there's a ball or if there's a lane. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've played 10-foot bowling, who gives a fuck? <laughs> It'd be
1: interesting to see rugby league players play a game of basketball. Hey, huh? I wonder how that would look. I bet some like you'd have some players that would be like good at it, but then, and I'm not talking like in an international level. I'm just talking like to having NRL yeah, players playing straight, NRL players.
0: Street basketball.
1: Yeah. Um. See, like, cause there'd be ones that were into basketball, but then there'd be others who weren't so much into it that would probably look really awkward.
0: See, I, I found, I, I find with basketball. After having played a bit of league, is your when you play exclusively basketball, you're you're trying to avoid a lot of contact because you know mm. it's going to draw a foul mm. or it's going to lead to you having a bit of a fuck up. Mm. So you try to avoid the contact. After you've played league, you intentionally seek out contact because you know you can't avoid it. You have to. You have to have. There has to be contact. Yeah. So you don't try and run around it, and you find that. The first few times you run at someone when you got the ball, um, the defence gets out of your way because they don't want to draw a foul. Well, so I, because they you know, move, you go, oh, I'm just going to get charging."
1: <laughs> I always found when – because at, at my high school, we had the kids who had uh, – that played footy, and I was one of those, and then the kids that played basketball, and they, there was no mixing there in terms of, like, just – we you never had the basketball ones come down to play footy. And the ones that were playing footy were happy playing footy, so they never went up and I played basketball. But when it would be like PE and we all had to play basketball together, the footy players were just savages. It was just like (laughs) the basketball (laughs) players hated it. It was like, why are you letting these, like, savages at us? This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Um, So, yeah, it, it was a little bit like that.
0: We had a bit of that. It was, it was funny, though, watching the the footy players in defense compared to the basketball. So the basketball players will do that thing where they, they put their hands down across their front, mm, mm. right, and they just let people run into them, whereas the footy players would just sit there and they just drop the fucking shoulder into each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to immediately, cause,
1: because all of my favorite basketball players were centers and forwards, so I just used to go and just rebound like crazy had no right to be getting the rebounds i was getting but you know i was just used to the contact and stuff like it it wasn't even contact to me like we're jumping up to get the ball and i'd get it yeah um and and yeah i always remember that that was good fun (laughs) (laughs) oh man um so so yeah that's i guess that's our thoughts on that now we've got another email here from Nui ash one of our long time listeners He says, just a quick heads up, watch out for Sunai Tuva, I think his name is. Yeah, you nailed that. Yep. Getting a starting spot in the Panthers NRL team this weekend. He's an absolute weapon.
0: Okay. Is he uh, friends with Talon Mack?
1: Look, everyone's friends with Talon Mack. Isn't that song Return of the Mack about
0: Talon Mack? It might be, it might be. Yeah, imagine um, being friends with Taylor Mack and having the work ethic of James Fish-Harris. Oh, man, you'd have the perfect player.
1: You would. With with Mac's um, personality yeah. and, the, and the showy way he plays the game. Yeah. And then fish Harris's, like work ethic, it's just you'd have the perfect player. You've basically got Nigel plum again. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Without the headgear. Yeah. Because headgears don't do anything except... Prevent cuts and major concussions. No,
0: it's well, also where you hide the end of the bandaging if you you're Nigel Plum because he has on him. Some players that <laughs> like just one hundred
1: percent of the time get cuts.
0: Yeah, and, and, don't, know,
1: and don't know about it. This is going, oh, that's bleeding. Yeah, especially in the past. I was watching somebody. Oh, you know who it was? It was Stephen Crichton, and he uh, he was lining up kick. I believe he'd scored the try on the weekend and he's lining up kick kick and his mouth is bleeding and he just lines up, kick kicks it and the trainer runs over and starts wiping his face and he's like, like wipes the blood away. And I was thinking like for most people, if their mouth was bleeding like that right now, they would be like (laughs) just (laughs) horrified. (laughs) And He just doesn't give a fuck. You know, it's like his mouth is pissing blood. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Let's get back to playing footy just Found that funny. (laughs) Well, that is our episode preview for what is it round 25 of the the That is the one. Make sure you all put your tips in for the round. We love bringing you this, and so does palmabet.com. Palmabet.com not only has rugby league betting, but it has horse racing, greyhound racing. You can bet on other sports. It's just such a fantastic service. So go to palmabet.com, sign up, and support the people that support us. Absolutely.
0: And always remember to gamble responsibly, people. Yes, 100% of the time. And with that being said, that'll wrap up this episode. Um, thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on the socials, on Instagram and Twitter, at Frick Pod. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube as well. So check us out over there. And um, we'll catch us all next time. Palmer! You punters will love that. Download our app today
1: and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858